Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, September 29th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Like a lot of events, job fairs at colleges and universities have gone virtual because of the pandemic. That might be a good thing for some students. I felt like I was able to sell myself and connect a little bit better with the recruiter. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on how Missouri S&T's first virtual job fair might change the way college graduates find jobs. The now-retired president of the Ethical Society of Police says the St. Louis Department has made progress when it comes to fighting racism. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, Heather Taylor made those comments during an appearance on St. Louis on the Air. As president of the Ethical Society, which advocates for officers of color, Taylor was relentless in calling out racism and corruption in the department. And she says there are still too many officers in command positions who allow systemic racism to continue. But Taylor says current police chief John Hayden has made a difference in three years when it comes to disciplining officers for misconduct. John Hayden isn't perfect. Uh, I've had my fights and my battles with him. But when it comes to discipline and looking to do the right thing that's fair, I'll give him that. Taylor retired last Friday after 20 years on the force. She and her family have moved to Florida, where she plans to take the law school admissions exam or do graduate work in criminal justice. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Ameren, Missouri, plans to invest about $8 billion in renewable energy over the next 20 years. The move is part of Ameren's goal to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Ameren officials say the plan will create more jobs and phase out two of its coal-fired energy power plants, the Sioux Energy Center in 2028 and the Rush Island Energy Center in 2039. Andy Knott represents the Sierra Club's Beyond Coal campaign in Missouri. He says it's important to reduce carbon emissions, but more needs to be done in the immediate future to address climate change. It's a good step in terms of the clean energy, although it's still not fast enough, and uh, we're still going to be waiting many, many years to see a reduction in the pollution from these coal plants. Ameren officials say reduced energy costs are helping to make the investments possible. The Trump administration is appealing a federal court decision directing the Census Bureau to continue its population count through the end of October. Many advocates in Illinois say they support the longer period. Government reform nonprofit Change Illinois Executive Director Madeline Dubeck says a shortened time frame could jeopardize an accurate count. When we don't have enough time to make sure that we have a complete and accurate count, the neighborhoods and communities where it's tougher to get people to participate and respond. Essentially, their voices are erased and their representation is erased. The census determines how billions of dollars in federal funding is distributed and how congressional districts are drawn. Missouri's wild turkey population has declined sharply in recent years, and scientists are not sure why. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, the Missouri Department of Conservation is launching a research effort with help from local hunters. The number of wild turkeys in Missouri peaked in the early 2000s at about 600,000 birds statewide. 
Today, it's around 350,000. MDC turkey researcher Raina Tile says female turkeys are producing fewer young than they used to, possibly due to habitat changes, increases in predators, and wet weather. It's not just one thing, right? Because if we could pinpoint this is what's causing all of our problems, then it would potentially be an easier fix. To help gather more data on populations statewide, MDC has asked hunters to mail in feathers from turkeys they harvest this fall. Tile says the feather data will be important for improving mathematical models used to estimate turkey abundance in Missouri. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Coronavirus is changing the way a lot of people do very routine things. That includes how college students search for a job as they get close to graduation. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on the new look of the on-campus career fair. Abraham Salem did what college students try hard to do. The O'Fallon, Missouri native went to Missouri S&T, studied hard, and got good grades. And when he was nearing completion of his degree in petroleum engineering, he went to an on-campus job fair and met with several companies. He got a great job offer and thought he was all set months before his May graduation. Then the coronavirus showed up. March came around and I received uh, the information that my offer got rescinded due to COVID-19 and the oil market downturn. With his job offer gone and the other companies he was talking to not hiring, he went back to S&T to take some more classes. Now he's looking for a job again. But this time, the job fair isn't in person. Like many things during the pandemic, it's all virtual. And that's a big change. So this is our biggest career fair that we've ever hosted. That's from a video taken last year. Missouri S&T career fairs are huge events. Thousands of students line up to get into the school sports arena wearing their interview suits. They go from table to table of companies looking to hire, ready to hand over a resume, and use their five to ten minutes with a recruiter to make their case. Will Zwickelmeyer is the director of career opportunities and employer relations at Missouri S&T and is in charge of the job fairs on campus. He says this year all those appointments are scheduled and virtual. We are a little afraid that we're going to love this because when we started uh, making this decision, we made a list of pros and cons, and the the pros so far outweighed the cons, especially at our university. Zwickelmeyer says more companies are able to participate because they don't have to come to campus, and students can be more relaxed with set appointment times that they can participate in from their homes or dorm rooms. But there are some cons, and the companies notice them. Kim Diehaus is an S&T alum who's recruiting for Nucor, a steel company. She says there's something lost when a student doesn't have to interview in the chaotic scenario of the job fair. I mean, there's a lot of relation of that, too, when you're in like a manufacturing environment. I mean, you're just around a lot of people. You know, there's, I guess, something to be said to being able to still, you know, come in confident and um, still kind of perform when you've kind of got this adrenaline rush. Adding to the cons is that research done at S&T shows employers have a worse impression of job candidates who interview over video than those who interview in person. Devin Burns is one of the S&T psychology professors who worked on the research, which started years before the coronavirus would push more things to virtual spaces. Burns says the experiment had employers watch the exact same interview, some in person and some over video. The average response for the in-person candidates was 7 out of 10, and the average response for the video candidates was 5 out of 10. 
That would put job candidates who interview online at a disadvantage, but only if they're competing against people who interview in person. Claire Cuny, another one of the s and researchers, says companies should be able to adjust for the difference. We're not saying that Zoom interviews are bad. What we're saying is that we know that, that there's lots of standardization that has to go in how to interview applicants. So you're fairly comparing uh, scores. And we're saying that this is yet another area that needs to be standardized. The s and virtual career fair that was held last week is being lauded as a success. The school reports 3,800 students participated, making it the second biggest career fair ever at s and And the evaluations from students and companies showed more than 85% of them thought the format was comparable or better than an in-person job fair. Abraham Salem, the petroleum engineering major looking for a job, was one of the students who saw some big advantages. I felt like I was able to sell myself and connect a little bit better with the recruiter rather than them having been there, you know, all day or meeting with 100 different kids at, you know, all day and standing Missouri S&T is continuing to evaluate how the virtual career fair went and making plans for another one in the spring if coronavirus concerns make that necessary. Even without pandemic restrictions, the school might choose a hybrid model in the future to find the best of both worlds. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Brian Heffernan edited that story. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.